Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing King of Tokyo. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shandell. And today we'll be reviewing King of Tokyo on this board game podcast for all manner of things. So the game plays for two to six. It is ages eight plus. And goes for about 30 minutes, but it's all dependent on how many players you have. King in Tokyo is a dice game where each person is a different monster like the Kraken or the King or Cyber Bunny um, and you are rampaging through Tokyo but only one monster can be in Tokyo at a time. During a player's turn, you roll six dice and you get the option of re-rolling those, any number of those dice two times. They're kind of like Yahtzee. Yeah, exactly like Yahtzee. On the dice, there are claws for attack, hearts for healing, or lightning bolts for energy points, and numbers one to three. Yep, which count for victory points if you get enough of them, if you roll enough of them. So when you attack, um, you deal damage to monsters not in the same place as you. So like I said, only one monster can be in Tokyo at the time. And everyone outside of Tokyo is sort of ganging up on that monster in Tokyo because they want to be in Tokyo. They want to be the king of Tokyo. So if you're in Tokyo, you attack every monster who's not in Tokyo. But every monster who's not in Tokyo attacks the person who's in Tokyo. King of the Hill style. Yeah. After rolling the dice, you have an option of buying power-up cards using the energy cubes or those little lightning bolts on the side of the dice. The game's over when a monster earns more than 20 victory points or when there is the last monster standing, i.e. all the other monsters lose all their health. Review. So, presentation. Now, I gave this a four out of five. I ended up giving it a five out of five. Really? Okay. Yes. Cool. You couldn't spot a flaw in the packaging or Not with the, the presentation. presentation at all? Nope. Well, let's hear your five out of five first and then I will right. discuss a little bit more about my... I'm just impressed that you gave it a five out of five. Well, okay. So the the outside of the box, it's bright, it's colourful. It is. It's, the artwork is awesome. It's got these cartoons which are just... They're enticing, yeah. they're fun, and it, it plays through the game, absolutely. And they remind me of some of the 90s cartoons that I used to watch as a kid. Yeah. Not giving away too much about my age, am I? <laughs> um, I was going to say Samurai Pizza Cats with that Cyber Bunny. Something about that reminds me of Samurai Pizza Cats. I don't know what it is. You got, I have been thinking about that show a lot lately, so it could just be that. you got the King, obviously, King Kong. He's in there as well. Yeah. Traditional yep. characters, but spiced up. He's got like a little bit of a laser eye happening as well. And uh, Gigasaur, which looks remarkably like um, Godzilla. Um, There's the Kraken. Yeah. So Although the Kraken isn't from any cartoons as a little kid. No, but they're, they're like you got aliens and a whole bunch yeah. of other things as well. So great little features. And, and the and way they're drawn, the way they're drawn is very 90s cartoonish. You know, it's a little bit 
higher class than the earlier ones, but it's not quite as 3D as the modern ones. Yep, yep. Um, the, the scoring board that you, each individual player has as well, which, which records the hits as well as your victory points, is also really attractive and fun. It doesn't need to yep. be as like that but uh it can just yeah. be like a slider on a ruler or something i don't know it is very but convenient having the wheel with the window yeah it is it does it, you know it's it's not required but it's it's really good it's like the monster figures themselves the ones that you sit oh, in yeah. front of you that go yeah. in and out of the board of tokyo yeah. really not required for this game yep. but still fun yep um, just to mark who's in tokyo and who's not in tokyo so that's pretty cool and the inside of the box itself Everything fits in really well. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's good quality. Yeah. It's nothing's going to break easily. It allows your fingers to get either side and pull out the cards and, and the yep. dice and stuff. It all just fits quite snugly. So and I'm when curious. you and when you close the box, it all fits in quite nice. Yes. So I am curious then yes. as to why you marked it down. Okay. Well, I'm nitpicking. I am. You but are a nitpicker. I, when yes. it comes to presentation, you can you can always do that extra five percent for me and I think for me there's a little bit of air maybe a a tad too much air going on inside the box they could have made the box half the width or something I don't know there seems to be a little bit more uh, again I'm probably nitpicking you are nitpicking yeah you're very much nitpicking (laughs) I just looked at it and thought you want a smaller box. I could have a smaller box. Yeah, I don't think game designers understand that it would actually be more convenient for us to have smaller boxes. Yes, especially when you have as many games as what we do. Yeah. The shells just start to and bow a little bit with the weight. Like, and, we're not yeah. like some people who we see on Instagram and stuff. They have massive collections. Yep. I mean, we've got a big collection, but yeah, they, I don't, they just don't seem to realise that they put everything in that standard size box that's quite big. They think big box... Worth the money, big value, etc. Mm. And I get it, I get it. And maybe the box company that they're associated with is making standard size boxes, and it's yeah. cheaper for them to it make must, it that it way. It does seem like a standard size box. Yeah, because a lot of the games come in that same size box, but they don't need to. Mm. Anyway, we're getting off track. Yep. Maybe we'll have a ramble on that one day about how <laughs> we should we want things in smaller boxes so that they're easy to take with us when we go places. You know, when you go around to a friend's house and they say bring a game and you try and think, oh, my God, what game is going to suit this friend? Yeah. And you end up bringing out, like six or seven yeah, games. Yeah, out comes a wheelbarrow and yeah. you throw all the games in. And it they're like be more convenient. overwhelmed with all these games. Go, oh, but look, really, there's only like seven here, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I get it. But uh, maybe someday they will as well. Look, I have to admit, and we weren't going to go into this too much. Obviously, we've got to get to the next section. But I think in, in, at least in the last couple of years, I've seen a huge variety of different sizes of boxes. Yeah. And I'm really impressed with that. This is a slightly older game and it's more traditional size box. Yeah. Um, so I'm Let's comparing though, those modern style ga- games with, the, with the, a box which is more convenient and slightly smaller to that of, you know, things like um, Tiny Epic series and whatnot yep. to, to A King of Tokyo. And, and that's a, being a little bit unfair. But it, is been, it has been a bit harsh, but at least you still gave it a four. Yes, I couldn't. I couldn't. Mark, couldn't find any other faults than that, and I was struggling to do that. So, yep. so rookie um, rating. Rookie rating. Um, I gave this a five. I gave it a five as well. All fives today. How, I'm feeling how can generous. you? How can you fault that? I know. It's it's a it's such a fun theme, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's easy to explain. Yep. 
the way I often describe it's, it is Yahtzee with monsters. Yes. And the way that the dice you can, part of the game works. Yeah. Roll your dice, pick which ones you want to keep, re-roll, yep. Yep. have a look again, have a look again, and you can change some if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of style, very simple to explain. Yep, there's uh, no drums at all in picking this up, teaching someone how to play it within, say, about five, ten minutes at, at most. It's, uh, it's, it's very enticing as well for a rookie to pick this game up and uh, maybe independently learn it because the instructions are so very clear and very simple and that's yeah. to do with how simple the game is to play. Yeah. You, each turn is so fast and you don't need – if you were to stuff up a turn, it's not going to be the end of the world because the games themselves don't last for very long. It says 30 minutes in the box. For two players, it could be 15. Heck, yeah. it could be five if you got really lucky, all the way to six six players, which I think would would be probably more than 30 minutes. But Yeah, possibly. Maybe they're averaging it out with that. Yeah, it is something that I don't actually talk of very often is the rule book, and you're right because – Quite often when we talk about games, we tell people if you know someone who knows how to play it, get them to teach it to you or find a YouTube clip or get someone to teach it to you because it's a lot easier having someone go through it than trying to follow a rule book. But you're right, with a game like this where the rule book's only three pages in an ad, (laughs) not even three full pages, fixing the background, that was me. Flicking through a rule book. Sound effects. Ooh, <laughs> how do we do that? <laughs> By flicking through a rule book. It's literally a piece of paper and folded it in half. So, you know, yeah. it's not like a, even a booklet. Um, and it does make it easier for rookies to pick up. You did say, mention enticing though, and I do have to – I haven't marked it down for rookie rating, but I do have to say that because it does have that really cartoony, kidsy look about it, it might not be enticing for everyone. Mm, true. But it is enticing for us. Yes. <laughs> okay, player interaction. So I gave this a four. I gave it a four as well. Yeah, I don't know why you would have marked it down because it's an obvious, and I don't want to use the word fault in a game, but it is something that I have to first draw attention to and then we get past it and then we'll move on to all the other positive stuffs. Yep. So you can get knocked out. Yes. In this game and it's not because the games don't run for very long it's not such a huge deal but because it's that knockouts king of the hill okay the weakest player can get knocked out the 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 weakest player can be sitting around not doing a hell of a lot there's no role for that player who gets eliminated there are there have been some games that i have played where someone's got knocked out quite early on so even though it's a quick you say it's a quick game you know if they've played the round bad enough that they get knocked out quite early on it yeah, it does mean they're just sitting there watching yeah. not doing anything and if they're not good observers like this game is such a high-paced interactive game that appeals to a certain certain bunch of people and it's counter to that if you get knocked out you just got to sit around you, you can't I don't know you just it's almost like a, there's a downer in the room and everyone else can't wait for the game to finish so you can get back in again and, yeah, and start fighting. Yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't want a game where you could resurrect those people because the idea is that you slowly eliminate everyone down so you're left with the eventual victor. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it is like it's not something you can get rid of in this game. No, no. But it does make just that interaction factor a little bit lower if you happen to be the person who gets knocked out. That aside, interaction on this is through the roof. It Absolutely. is so good, so much fun. And playing these monsters, whether you want to make up a voice for it or not, um, is it is just it's great fun rolling those dice, smashing or feeling like you're smashing the, the, the guy who's in Tokyo or yep. the other way around where you're in the center, center of attention and you just love to smash everybody else. Great fun. And you, you cannot like you cannot afford not to pay attention to what other people are doing. Yes. Because you need to not just look at your own health, but look at where everyone else's health is. Like, am I going to stay in Tokyo around longer? My victory points are getting really high. That, that person, makes you a target. Yeah, yeah, it does make you a target. And then, you know, look, you look at, oh, that person there, their health is on three. Like if they attack me and I give up Tokyo to them, they're going to be like screwed. Yeah. Can I say that in a non-explicit yes. podcast? Yes. with a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they're going to be up. Nope, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be in trouble, yeah. you know, if they get stuck in Tokyo with three health. So you have to look at that. And then you have to look at the victory points because most of the time we play this, we play this to knock everyone else out um, yeah. and then be the yeah. last man standing. Yeah. But it's not the only way you can win. And every now and again I've played and you look over at a person and they've got like 18 victory points. They're like two points off winning on victory points alone and you haven't even been playing that strategy. So exactly. you really, really have to pay attention. You cannot afford to not pay attention to what everyone at the table is doing. All right, balance. Um, I gave this a four in the end. And I gave it a four as well. I think it is more on the luck side than the strategy side. It is. Because most of the game is based on dice rolls. Or card flips. Yeah. However, it's not completely unbalanced like a normal dice game can be because you do have the the three rolls. You know, you roll, you choose what to keep, and then you re-roll. You could still be relying on something that doesn't end up happening. Like you could be like, I'm going to stay in Tokyo just a little bit longer and then when I jump out I'm going to heal myself, yep. you know, because I'm going to be down to three health and then you have two rounds where you just cannot roll a heart, you know. So yeah, yeah. you could still be relying on something that doesn't happen but you're going to have higher chance of that happening because you do have that re-roll ability in the game mechanism. Yep, um, I totally agree. But I would say that with everything that you've said, that there's plenty of luck when it comes to the dice rolls and the card flips of what monsters you can, what equipment you can equip your monsters with. But um, also when it comes to like a rookie versus an expert, yep. an expert will have an idea of when to jump out or when to jump into Tokyo, the best times to do that. Essentially, mostly when to jump out of Tokyo. Yeah. And I think that that matters a little bit more. As, as a rookie, you might press your luck at that one round too many and you could get knocked out too early or you could get overly sensitive and go, wow, I want to keep my keep my health around eight. Surely my health is, you know, that that's a safe place to be, whereas an expert might want to push that and make that four or something. Yeah. And that could be the difference between winning and losing. Yep. Also knowing sort of what cards are good cards. Yeah. And what cards are worth passing on. But then you can almost kind of tell that based on the cost of the cards anyway. 
You'd like to think the expert would help around, help the rookie out a little bit, and, and be we able to definitely go, do when we yeah, play. Yeah, We're oh, like an extra head. head. Yeah, oh, yeah, spike tail. You yeah. know, that's 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 really really good. Yeah. So you know, get them everyone excited. We're, we're, we're not good it. at bluffing. We're like, oh my god, an extra head just came out. I need to have that card. Exactly. So yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> so replayability, and I gave this a four. I gave it a four as well. Cool. It's a short game to play you could probably play it if you're just playing two players maybe three or four times a day (laughs) (laughs) when you first get it out and first get because it's that highly addictive it's really good when you first start playing it yes you definitely just want to keep bringing it back out it's always going to be a different game because of those power-up cards as well mm-hmm. and I like that I like the, the replayability and I think we've we've had this game for I don't know how many years we've had it and, and I haven't, haven't played all, all of the cards exactly yep. and, and it's it's really good and it's really exciting when you when you see something you've never seen before You're like how the heck does that mechanism work but but we don't want to like just put aside the cards that we do play in each game because you want the extra head to yeah, <laughs> keep yeah, potentially absolutely. being in amongst the cards I was trying to say before, I think that the when it comes to replayability, the power cards really determine the overall strategy. Yeah. Whereas the dice that you roll determines your turn within the strategy. Oh, you're getting really deep here. I'm yeah, just like I smash. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I do. Look, th- and that's the thing. That's the fun thing about this game is that it is so simple and easy to explain. But there's got that layer strategy yeah. underneath it, yeah. and the more you play, the more you pick up on that. Yeah. And I think that that's what makes it a good game to replay again and again to discover all those new little nuances with with rolling dice. Oh, do I do I which dice do I want to re-roll here or What's going to be more worth my while? Should I just charge up with power tokens now or should I boost my health while I can, you know? Yeah. So very cool. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. We definitely play it again on the same night. Yeah. I kind of was trying to think whether you could call it a filler game if you just played it once. It does say on the box 30 minutes. You know, But I don't think I would call it a filler game because I feel like you generally would play it more than once if it was short enough. Absolutely. And I was about to say that I don't think we've ever just played this game once. Once yeah. we got it out on the table. It doesn't take a lot to get it on the table either. It's so quick to unpack. Yeah. But once we get that out on the table... If we've played it with someone who, we're playing it with someone who's never played it before, it takes a game, for, like a lot of things, it takes a game for them to realise what they're doing. And the second game, they're really engaged. Yep. And it's so much more fun. And it's when you first get it, like a lot of games, you'll play it a lot. But it also, I think it's quite timeless. It's not likely yeah. to just yeah. be collecting dust on your shelf. You are likely to still get it out, you know, a year after you buy it or a couple of years after you buy it. Cool. Just get it out off the shelf. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Okay, so moving on to theme. Oh, this theme is just fun. Yep. It's just fun. I gave it a four. I gave it a five. It is, and we've talked about the strengths of the theme or or we're starting to talk about them already. It's the game is so simple and the theme is so simple. It's action-based. The theme is so action-based. It's... 
really complements it so well that I can't find another theme to replace it in any way that would do a better job. I think this is the best theme for this type of game. Bar that for me is a five. Plus it attracts, you know, and I think some of this within this section, and I like this section, this is my favourite section to talk about because it's all about how I feel, you know. And to me it appeals to that inner child in me and I'm like – Yes, I want to play this game. I want to smash. Just just, just get my Lego blocks out and start smashing it. You know, yeah. the inner child in me really wants to do that. And if, if you feel the same way, then you'll love this game as well. I do love the cards, like the power-up cards. Things like, like we already mentioned, the extra head and the spiked tail. Yeah. Um, you've got poison spit. You can go on a frenzy. You've got, like, they're just... They make it a story, like they make it fun. The one that I hate, I don't hate it, I hate when other people get it, is it's like a baby or something. Like when you die, you get to start again from 10 health. And that (laughs) card is killer. If someone else gets that card, oh my goodness. But um, So why did you mark it down? Because of the kidsiness of it. Okay. Because it's not going to, I did mention this a little bit earlier, it's not going to appeal to absolutely everyone. Um, When I first saw it, it didn't appeal to me. Uh, If someone else hadn't introduced me to it, I wouldn't have played it. But I'm glad that I did. Mm. I've got to stop judging games by their covers because there's been so many games that have been like that. And afterwards, you know, even games we've got recently... which I won't mention now, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Why not? Just say it. King Domino. King Domino. <laughs> the name of that and everything about that, I was like, oh, I'm not really interested in that. And someone then someone had it and got me to play it and I'm like, this game is fantastic. I have to buy this game. Same with King of Tokyo. It's just, it does look like a kid's game. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny because, and I know we're getting off, off topic here and we'll probably edit this bit out, but it's funny because... Uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, probably our favourite game that we have, is also really kidsy and a really bright box and something that you wouldn't think that you'd be attracted to first. But you did play that separately, didn't you? I did. I did. And I don't know, something about the superheroes. I don't know. We watch a lot of superhero movies. Well, we did. I guess we still do. Man, I'm just contradicting myself here. But, yeah, I did get that. I did have someone introduce me to that game and I thought, wow, I love this game. When I started playing it. Yeah. I don't know. Something about the superhero thing might have drawn me to it a little bit more than just this one, which is monsters destroying Tokyo. Yeah, sure. Um, but that's not, that's the only thing. And it's just, just that I don't think it's suitable for everyone. Okay. Even though it's a fantastic, fantastic fun theme and it's the best theme that can apply to this game mechanic, I think. It just, it's not for everyone. Okay, cool. Best and worst. For me, the best thing about this game, it's highly interactive and how well the theme complements it. We were just talking about it. So that's that high action, high interaction and the theme that is so interesting and interactive as well and the, the parts that you move and spin and dice that you roll is all interaction and it's just an interactive experience. Yes. Um, I actually put the same thing. For my best, it's the high interaction game. And it does make it a new game every time you play with different people because of that interaction, because different people play different ways. So that means 
yeah, you're going to be playing a different game. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean. (laughs) Um, And the worst for me is... That that element of that elimination element, which can't be helped with in this game, the King of the Hill style, slowly people are being whittled down until you're, you're left with um, the eventual victor. Meanwhile, everyone else is, could be in the other room having a cup of tea. Yep, or playing uh, Frisbee. Or playing Frisbee or something else, exactly. Yep. That was an actual example. We played it once with a group of friends and the people who got knocked out um, started playing Frisbee. Well, everyone else was still playing King of Tokyo. Anyway, moving on. Um, my worst for this game is that the theme doesn't suit all. Um, I don't think you'd be able to sell your mum on this game. Well, maybe you could sell your mum, but maybe not your grandma. You know those. You know someone who's yeah. used to playing yeah. um, cribbage or yeah, yeah, canasta, yeah. the or, high strategy style games. I, yeah. I get it. And or someone, even someone who likes the really heavy euros yeah. and that's their yeah. game style. You wouldn't be able to sell them on this. I don't think. Yep. Yeah. Final thoughts. Okay, my overall impression of this game is that it's a high energy game. And I said a great, light, fast paced game with a bit of strategy. <laughs> I think I just wanted to throw <laughs> in everything, everything in that. I'll just use it's all just all the words. <laughs> Did you have quick? It's, it shouldn't thematic. really. It shouldn't really be called final impression, final overall impression, final overall impressions <laughs> with my with my explanation of it. But yes, okay. That's it. So I've got buy if you want a game to play with younger family members. <laughs> or maybe mentally younger or something, immature. No, no or I think because I think there's not – modern board games aren't designed a lot for family games because they're all 10 plus, 12 plus, 14 plus games. Yeah. This is an 8 plus, but I think you could play it with mature 6 and 7-year-olds because it's quite easy. easy to play. Easy. So that's why I think, you know, if you want a game to play with younger family members, this one's ideal. And if you're worried about the fact that – um your lives are going down until you've got no lives left and you can just say that hits and the person gets knocked out. It's not like they get killed or anything. Cool. Well, I've got um, buy if you've enjoyed Yahtzee and you just want a game to take it up at a level, just a little bit of a level. In fact, it's more than one level. It's probably about 20 levels higher and better than Yahtzee. It's yep. so much fun. Uh, my my next one was very similar. It's like buy if you like that Yahtzee style of dice play, which is the rolling, keep some, re-roll others, keep some, re-roll others. Yep. And my last is buy if you're lacking a smash em up game and you just want one because this is it. This is, the, this is the one that will fill that spot. Yep. And again, I've gone similar. Buy if you feel like playing a game all about attacking others. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you.